0: All right, welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street bonus episode with the Action Network. We got bj with us today along with myself damon and chandler from the other other side of the boys 161st street how you guys doing
1: i'm
2: great i had a wonderful weekend how 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 was your guys' weekend yeah first BJ- of all
1: <laughs> uh congratulations on the mlb deal that's huge
2: oh thank you guys very much yeah i mean yeah. it's uh it's another big step for you know
0: our company we already had the deals with you know pj tour and NBA, so yeah, it's a it's a great deal. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Action Network just uh, signed a deal with with the MLB. Um, I personally don't know all the details of it, but I think it's just an awesome, just step in the right direction for covering more MLB content, which is which is always what we as baseball fans want to see. Um, in other news, BJ again is a is a Red Sox fan, so he's gonna take it easy on us today. This is not an ideal timing for Yankee World to be talking with Red Sox fans, but it's okay. I think we'll we'll get over it. Um, you know, it's all it's all fun and games until we get swept at home for the first time in ten years. But it's okay, whatever.
1: <laughs> um.
0: Anyway, last time BJ was on, you guys should have followed his picks because he had Indians over Tigers. Sorry, Indians beating the Tigers. And then he had. The over on the Dodgers and Nationals game, both of those hit. So tune in to the end of the episode today. He'll be giving out some more picks, which are going to hit, obviously. Um, that's why we bring these guys on as the MLB experts. Um, Jim, how you doing?
1: Uh, not as good as BJ. I'm not going to lie. The weekend was pretty rough for for me. Kind of made my eyes bleed watching a TV. And oh, stop it. Come on, guys. The sky's <laughs> not falling. It is Don't falling. stop. The sky has fallen. There's and
2: 100 I, games left in the season. And are- I had
1: to go to work to start my week, and it's just, <laughs> you know, couple yeah. that together, I've been better, but I've been worse. There you go.
0: There you go. Anyway, we're gonna, we're gonna you know, if you want to listen to the Yankee fans and the boys of 161st Street grief, listen to the last episode that just came out, because that was a whole hour long of us just sobbing, so... This is not a time to sob. This is a time to talk about some baseball, talk about some bets, and talk about some great things that are happening in the action network and betting world. Um, so, before the episode started, I asked BJ to look up some some interesting stats about what the most profitable teams are to bet on this year. So, meaning, um, BJ can go into more detail about this, but. You know, you're putting, you're betting on teams, let's just say every single day, which team are going to be coming the most profitable on if you put the same amount of money on each day, et cetera, et cetera. So BJ, I want you take it away. I need mean, you want to guess a little bit, but want to give us a little context behind it and then just kind of um, get us started.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So what I'm going to be doing here is, though, so in our, uh, our bet lab software uh, for action labs here at the Action Network, we track everything from, you know, profitability to how teams do for certain things and everything like that. So. Uh, I basically what I have is a list here of the teams that have been the most profitable. So I have, uh, their ROI percentage. And also if let's just say you bet, you know, $10 a game, how much money you'd actually be up if you were betting, uh, these teams. So, um, there are some teams on here that are incredibly profitable and some that are really not that great. Um, so do you guys want to take a guess on the most profitable team this season?
1: I do. I feel so confident in this one. Let's hear it, Chandler. I would, I would bet it. Let's right do it. Now, Let's do it. There are odds. Give me the Cardinals as the most probable. Oh, not even close. Dude, told
0: you know, you, you know, I was gonna say, I was gonna say the Reds,
1: which not, are, which are not right even below the that. Department? How about the A's? No.
0: Nope. Fuck me, Giants.
2: Correct, Giants. So, really, so Giants?
1: Let's go. Sense. Yeah, that makes so sense. The,
2: the Giants. They're so they're they're thirty seven and twenty two. And if let's say if you just bet you know ten dollars every single day on the Giants, you'd be up a uh, hundred or sorry yeah one hundred and fifty two dollars. Wow. So, which is actually a really good ROI of like over twenty five percent. So, um, and the next team down in the list, I mean both of us are not going to like to hear this, but it's the Rays. Um, they're up. They have a twenty over twenty two percent ROI and they're uh, up a, you'd be up one hundred and thirty eight dollars if you bet on them. And then third are my Boston Red Sox. And you'd be up $119 if you were betting on them every single day. But the next team down this list, and I want this is kind of a good point in betting in baseball in general, is the Seattle Mariners, who are one game below 500, but you'd actually be up $73 if you were betting them every single day. And it's a good, kind of shows you that betting on favorites doesn't always actually win in baseball. And that sometimes if you take big underdogs, now they might not win every single day. But if they win a good percentage, you can actually make some good money uh, betting these underdogs. So, and you know, looking down the list for the least profitable teams, um, this isn't the least profitable profitable team out there. But if you bet on the Dodgers every single day, you'd actually be down almost sixty-four dollars. They're probably so, favored
0: by so much. Is that is that yeah, why? I,
2: yeah, exactly. So they're only thirty-four and twenty-five, and since they're favored by so much every single day, you actually wouldn't be actually making that much money. So it kind of shows that even though some teams, you know, it's, it's, it is actually kind of profitable to bet on some teams that uh, are bad. And I have, you know, really high odds every single day, because, and again, it is just one baseball game, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, so, I mean, How um, are the
1: yeah. twins on that list? That was my uh, of the worst. They are are sec- second to last. The Diamondbacks are actually the worst. Damn so you, it, those are my first two.
2: Yeah. So the Diamondbacks, they're negative 177 dollars if you'd bet, you know, ten dollars a game. And the twins are negative five uh thirty-four. But um actually I was thinking about the twins today because I do think they're you know obviously a very talented team. They have a good bullpen, some good starting pitching, and they're eighteen to one right now to win the AL Central. And like we said before, there's a hundred games left in this season, and I think they're what twelve games back right now of the White Sox. It's not crazy that a team like that could get hot and potentially
1: challenge the White Sox for you know that division title. So they got a good chance at a sweep coming up this week right, like so.
2: exactly. And they're you know they're in a weak division, obviously. You know with the um, the Tigers and the Royals, and yeah. you know the Indians' offense is terrible. So um, yeah, I, I you know now when you look at this list right now, and I just mentioned these teams, that doesn't mean just every single day, okay, I'm going to go bet the Giants or, hey, I'm going to go bet, you know, the Rays because, you know, this is kind of what's happened over that time. And usually once we get to this point, teams usually don't stay this profitable mm-hmm. over the long run in a season. So I'd throw a little air of caution out to people, not just to rush to bet these teams, but it is kind of interesting to see, you know, what kind of teams are at the top. And, you know,
0: some of the teams that actually have positive records, like, you know, the Dodgers, uh, are actually at the bottom so yeah because was crazy because i feel like when you know obviously the yankees have been doing so well but even when we were playing the rays when we were all just not confident we were going to win we were favored anyway yeah. and that 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 to me was very very funny um but
2: yeah like a, a good picture of that is you know uh this past week or yeah or was it I can't remember if it was this week or last week when it was Yarbrough versus uh, Cole. Mm-hmm. And I think the Rays were like, you know, plus 185 or plus 190 there and everything. So, you know, it, it, when you look at the starting pitching match, I'm like, obviously, Garrett Cole is way better than yeah. Ryan Yarbrough. But when you break down, you know, the bullpens and the offenses and everything like that, it's, it's actually, you know, it's kind of a lot closer than most people think. So, you know, taking that chance on a mismatch of starting pitching with high odds on at least, you know, a decent starting pitcher, you know, can actually work out uh, more times than you think.
1: Do you think that's worth it on pretty much the majority of those big games? Like I saw one, it stuck out to me last week. I actually took it in a hit, which who fucking knows how often that happens for me. But it was the Cardinals were plus 200 against the Dodgers. And to me, that's a no brainer. Like I, and you know, it's obviously got more chance of losing than winning, but with odds like that, I feel like you almost have to take a stab.
2: Exactly. So the implied odds on uh, plus 200, like you said, is about 33.3%. So if you look at any type of projection model or whatever, if you, or honestly, if you just think that there's a better chance of them, a higher percentage chance of them winning than, you know, what the implied odds say. Then there is value that over the long run. So yeah, it might not—it's you know—it might not hit 50, 50% of the time. It might not even hit 40% of the time. But if you're hitting those plus 200s at you know a 35, 36% rate, you're actually making money over the long run. So um, yeah, I, I I agree that you know especially with that game, I think I did take that as well. I think the Dodgers scored like 11 runs in the first
1: inning. So oh, um, that was, it was think, back-to-back nights there. Yeah, the I think I had
2: the second people. night because uh, yeah. it was definitely yeah it was, it was Martinez on the mound.
1: Yeah, and, and then they, yeah. I think they had Kim the game before, and they were plus one ninety or something. I right. took that one too, and they ended up winning like three one. So, yeah.
2: I also think I had the under uh, in that eleven run first inning game. So that feels good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> one of those where you're just like, okay, well, my night's over. I don't even. <laughs> <that game> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just hang it up. Call it a night. <laughs> yeah,
0: home. exactly. It, so. it, I think it's funny how the the leaders in the AL East and in the NL West, the Giants and the Red and the Rays are one of the most profitable teams cuz they're just like and i feel like they're still going to be underdogs e- even oh, though yeah. even though they're in the top of the division if they
2: yeah i mean if like if when the giants play the dodgers or even when the rays play the yankees you know and if it's you know one of the good starting pitchers on the mound like they're still going to be underdogs
0: yeah that's a great it's,
2: it's obviously you know dependent on the starting pitching match and everything like that um but you know i mean for the giants the reason that they're so profitable is because They have a great offense, they have great starting pitching, and they've completely improved their bullpen this year. Because last year I think their bullpen was second to last. I think every like metric you look at and it just cost them so many games. And then now you look at it this year, and they're the most profitable team in baseball because they fixed what you know their problem was. So
1: yeah. So do you think in those big uh the big differences i guess the big plus 200s the plus 185 stuff like that with between two good teams like cardinals dodgers do you think books overvalue starting pitching in those instances more often than not
2: well it kind of depends so in the the cardinals instance uh the cardinals are a very weird team because they're actually due for a lot of like negative regression this season because um their bullpen uh has actually been like quite terrible when you look at some of the, you know, advanced metrics like, you know, XFIP and XERA. They actually have like one of the worst in baseball. And then <laughs> they're starting pitchers as well, like John Gantt. We have a funny joke running here uh, at the Action work because John Gantt is like Houdini because he's got like a, uh, I think he got shelled his last uh, out. We talked that.
1: about him on the last one that he is walking like seven people or yeah. nine or something ridiculous. It is
2: like, yeah, his XERA and XFIP are way over five, which that kind of just measures. Um, uh external factors and like this. So it basically just takes out, you know, the defense behind the field and basically just says, okay. Like XCRI basically measures, you know, once the once the bat hits the ball, you know, the launch angle and velocity, here's where it should go. Yeah. And this is where your guys should be based on that. And that's just, you know, a way above his is actually right So he's like due for a lot of negative aggression. But um yeah, it uh, personally I think it really just depends on the starting pitcher and also You know the offense and the bullpen as well. Like if it's a if it's like a really bad bullpen, like you look at the Tigers, for instance, like their bullpen is awful. And so if you get a guy, like I don't know Matthew Boyd or whatever who's on the mound against, let's say like the Yankees or the Astros, you always I would almost, uh, want to take a look at the bullpens first. I might want to take the first five instead of the full game. So, um, yeah, I. I do think when you look at that, you kind of have to, you know, keep in mind, you know, what's the offense, what's starting pitching, what's bullpen before taking that instead of automatically just saying, oh yeah, you know, plus 200. Cause you know, you look at a team like the diamondbacks, they're underdogs almost every single game and they're the least profitable team, you know, in baseball. So yeah, yeah.
1: that's what I think. Like, you know, I just kind of pick and choose base and it's totally wrong, but you know, based on how Good, I think they are. Like that Cardinals one, I thought they were okay, thought it was a stab. I would never bet on the Diamondbacks ever in a million years <laughs> in my entire life. I don't care who they're playing. If they're playing like a little league team, if they're playing my dad's thirteen U travel team, I wouldn't bet on the Diamondbacks. <laughs> but I
0: I remember back in college, I um this was, I was like doing research and I think it was probably one it was probably on action network back then. And um I was riding the White Sox like every single day. Cause there were, it was, there was like when all those players were still like, and en- just entering the league and they were the most profitable team that year. Um, yep. I think it was like, I don't know what year it was like 2018 or something like that. 2018, 2017, um, something like that, but they're were, they were the most profitable, profitable team. So it's very interesting to look at. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. What do we got for, uh, for today, which is recording, we're recording yesterday. So we're seeing into the future. So these are our picks for for today, Wednesday. That will be the uh, the ninth when everyone's listening, Wednesday the ninth. So what do you got for us, BJ? All
2: right, so I got two night games, so hopefully people will be able to listen to this before uh, these games start. I'm going to start with Dodgers-Pirates. Uh, it looks like Tony Gonsolin's going to be on the mound for the Dodgers, which will be his 2021 debut. And if we go back to last season, he was actually really dominant for the Dodgers. You know, he had a 3.33 ERA and a 3.88 XFIP. And what he was really good with his what is his control because his you know walk per nine rate was incredibly low 1.35 and he's facing, you know, a Pirates lineup that just flat out sucks. I mean, they are third to last and weighted on base average and weighted runs created plus against right-handed pitching. And Gonsolin, he's mainly a fastball split finger pitcher, and but he's held opponents under you know a 280 weighted on base average on both those pitches. And the Dodd or the Pirates are far and away the worst team in baseball against fastballs. So. It's a terrible matchup for the Pirates, and then on the other side, Tyler Anderson, who's a lefty for the Pirates, he's actually been halfway decent. He's got, you know, his, his xFIP next year under four and a half. But what I like about this matchup is the Dodgers actually don't hit lefties that well. They only have a 306 weighted on base average, which is 18th in Major League Baseball. And both these bullpens are actually pretty good, as they, you know, both have an ERA under four. So the total I think right now is at nine. Um, I love the under there. I even play it down to you know eight and a half at minus one ten because um, I just think that that total is way too high. Um, And then secondly, I'm going to go with a homer pick of the Red Sox minus one thirty five against the Astros because Nathan Nivaldi has been our best pitcher. He's been fantastic. He's got you know his ERA, his xBIP, whatever you want to look at. It's under three and a half, and he's really made great improvements on his control because his uh, walk per nine rate is under two, and he's improved his home run per nine rate to 0.27 when it was 1.49 last year. And here's something interesting, uh, kind of about the Astros that I think you guys will like. Um, so, Ivaldi, his, his curveball has been great. It's, you know, holding hitters to a 177 weighted on base average. It's got over 30% whip rate. But the Astros lineup only has three guys with a weighted on base average over 260 against curveballs. And if you go back to the 2019 season, the Astros were by far and away the best team against curveballs. They had 24.5 weighted mm, curveball runs. Why. But over the past two seasons, they have negative 0.4 weighted curveball runs. Huh? Huh. Isn't that I crazy? wonder why that is. Yeah. Hmm. wonder <laughs> why that is. Yeah. You know, Jose Altuve, he's got like a... Under like a 200 weighted on base average against curveballs. I mean, what? it's it's weird, right? It's like he doesn't know what's coming. It's so yeah. weird, it's so weird too. Because <laughs> I'm pretty weird.
1: sure that ball that he mm-hmm. walked off the Yankees on was a uh, big looping slider, curve looking thing. Huh?
0: No, that's that, really, no, that, was, just, a, that was a fast, that was fast that was that was a high and up fastball that is impossible to hit if you don't know what's coming.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. the Chapman one was a curveball or is a slider. Are you sure? Hundred percent. I could have sworn it was a, a high because everybody's high geared up for that in a like three-one count with Chapman on the mound who can't locate.
0: I might need to fact check you on that. I don't know. Please do. All right. Yeah. Well.
1: Anyway. You so think, yeah. can you give me odds on anyway. that. <laughs> what well, well, on, on the, the, on the on yeah, on right. on Which <laughs> on which pitch was thrown there?
3: <laughs>
1: oh, I I
2: think it. I do think it was a high fastball, if I remember right.
1: Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure he tomahawked it. If I let remember. me let me hammer the slider at plus two hundred. Because I
0: remember, I'm I not remember. giving you two to one. Because <laughs> <not. laughs> I remember, really, I remember very well some like analyst saying like, "There's no way anyone's gonna be able to hit a high fastball on that counter." Some like, I don't know what it was, but anyway, yeah. it's just neither here or there. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, anyway, I'll move on with the analysis yeah. here. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> so uh, Red Sox Astros lineups. You like know, they're both. Great against right-handed pitching. They're both top five and weight, weighted on base average. But um, Jake Oterizzi is going to be on the mound for the Astros, and he's been pretty bad this season. Mm-hmm. He's got an ERA over seven, next with at, at 4.88. And he's having a lot of issues with his control because his home run per nine rate is over two, and his walk per nine rate is almost four. So I think the Red Sox should be able to get to him because they also have positive weighted runs against his three main pitches, which are fastball, split finger, and slider. And actually, the bullpen matchup here is a complete mismatch as well because the Red Sox have an ERA of 3.52. They're 6th in XFIP. They have the second highest uh, K-9 rate. And the Astros bullpen is bottom 10 in ERA in XFIP. So I think it's a fantastic matchup here for the Red Sox. I know they just struggled against the Astros, you know, what was it, last week. Mm -hmm. But I have the Red Sox projected at minus 158. So I think there is some value there on, on them at minus 135.
0: There you go.
1: That's... I wish that I had that model that could give me the actual <laughs> expected one. Also, I just watched the pitch, by the way, Damon, and you're dead wrong. 84 slider.
0: The, send it oh, to me right eight. now. Send it to me right now. I, I still don't believe it.
1: <laughs> send it to you right now.
0: I remember uh, Chapman
2: just like looking and smiling like how yeah, he Yeah, that was I know. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: That was like the telltale sign. It was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, BJ, I appreciate it. You heard it here. We got Dodgers, uh, Pirates under, and then we got... The Red Sox money line for tomorrow. Those are the picks. Um, BJ, appreciate you coming on. If you want to follow BJ and his picks, his action is BJ Cunningham. And then if you want to follow us, it, we got 161 Damon, 161 Bing, and the other two guys who aren't here right now. You got 161 Luke and 161 Murph. We're gonna have these Action Network episodes coming out every Wednesday for the rest of the season. And uh yeah, tune in each time for these great picks and some debate debate topics. If you want to have if you have a debate topic in mind or you want to learn more, more about betting, DM us a question and we can talk about it here on the podcast. Um, BJ as always appreciate you coming on and um, maybe maybe the next uh, Red Sox Yankee series we'll have a little Red Sox Yankees preview podcast that we can we can put out.
2: I would love that. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Thank you. Catch you later.
4: All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you.
3: See ya. them for a week or so, at most I should go up. Wow. Wife won't ask me questions There's not so much to ask And she'll never afford to ride with us. Now the counts are overdrawn I took a